thanks for doing the podcast with thanks me. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah. So this week's book is Project Hail Mary. When I told you the name of the book, did you think it was a football book? Absolutely. My wife asked me, she's like, what's the book about? And I was like, uh, I think it's probably something to do with the origin of football or something like that. <laughs> Josh is the one that told me to read the book originally. And then I had like three or four other people tell me to read it. And then I thought it was a football book too. And I was like, Project Hail Mary, that sounds pretty dope. Like it's going to be about like wide receivers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Not at all. But go ahead and introduce yourself first. So, yeah. So the book today is Project Hail Mary. You are Jake. I'm Jake, born and raised in Alaska. Um, that's where I met Brandon. Grew, yeah. grew up with his little brother. Um, Just somebody that's willing to read a book with someone me. Someone that's re- willing to read a book. <laughs> listen to point. a book. Yeah. Don't give me more credit than I deserve. Yeah. Listen. Oh, I mean, I've listened to all of them so far, too. I think. Yeah. I mean, I think I've only read one book so far. Yeah. It helps. That's the same dude that does the Jack Carr series. Dude, that threw me but, off. Did yeah, it not throw it you threw off? threw me off, too. For a second, I was like, is this a Jack Carr book? I, I like, went back. Halfway through, I just expected him to be like, and he pulls out a cig and empties <laughs> an entire clip into his forehead. <laughs> and we, also, like, the women's voice. I don't love that dude's women's yeah, I voice. I don't like his women's voice. And the, the like... Uh, the oh my gosh new zealand voice that he does halfway through is the same voice that he does for jack carr's like good buddy from south africa is it really yeah it's the same it's the same <laughs> accent so i kept like getting like rafe Hello? <laughs> but that was good yeah that was a little bit off-putting but it was a pretty good production honestly like there are some audiobooks that are hard to listen to and that one i didn't feel like was that bad yeah no it was really good um so how often do you read normally Cause actually like a, the reason why I wanted to have you on was cause like a couple, was it like a month ago you texted me and you were like, Hey, I've been reading a lot more books. Like, what do you have? So then I was like, well, I know Jake can read yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. or at least listen to books and likes it. So like how often would you say that you read? Um, I'm probably doing, so I work in like a logistics job. So I sit at a computer all day long with like my AirPods in. And so I probably do three, four books a month right now. So, really? Yeah. Dude, you're cranking that. I'm, I'm pumping through them, yeah. Do you do switch off between books and podcasts? Yeah, so I've got like a track of like set podcasts that I do each week. And then like... Uh, Who's on your podcast track? Well, I listen to Cleared Hot every week. Dude, I love Andy. I know, dude. Andy Stumps. He's, he's got it down, man. Um, I pretty much listen to every one of his. And he's probably one of the only that I listen to every one. And then I kind of just like, I've got a, like a bank of people that I, I like some of their episodes and I like how they facilitate. And so I'll go and switch back and forth between like Joe Rogan and stuff like that. But Gotcha. And what kind of books do you normally listen to then? Like, does it, do you have like a genre that you really, really like or that you listen to more than others? Um, I've been listening lately to a lot of like fiction or nonfiction. Well, well. Fiction or pretty much every book, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Either the ones that are true or the ones that aren't true. <laughs> no, so I, lately I've been doing a lot of fiction. Um, Which one's that? That one's true. No, that's not true stories. I, it always gets me mixed up because non-true is true, or non-fiction is true, and then fiction is not true. Yeah, whoever came with that came up with that needs to be loser. <laughs> Seriously, he, he died a long time ago, and I'm glad. Um, so you've been listening to a lot of fiction books. 
Has it been like science fiction? Has it been like, is it like the Jack Carr series? Do you like? So I, honestly, I started listening. Uh, Adam, your brother put me on to the Jack Carr books and I plowed through those and like, I got to the like the latest book and then I had to wait the whole year for the new one to come out. And so I got really into that. Um, and then I got into like the Tom Clancy and like the books like that. So like the Mitch Rapp books and stuff like that. Have you done, what's that one that everybody's really like? The Gray Man? Gray Man? Have you done those ones recently? Mm-mm. They, he was just on, I don't know if it was Joe's podcast or if it was Jack Carr's podcast. I don't know which one he was on. But, and then they just made that Netflix movie with Ryan Gosling with him. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And it makes me kind of want to read his books. He pumps out, I think he's like almost three a year. He's like Brandon Sanderson, but for the, but for the, like, shoot him up genre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just cranking out Jason Bourne's left and right. Yeah. He's crazy. So that one's on my list of things to walk, to listen to. So do you listen to a lot of science fiction? Um, cause this was a science. This fiction was book. definitely science. <laughs> this fiction. was like, this, way, was, this is very science. fiction. This was like, I was listening to it like on my Alexa while I was cleaning today and my sister-in-law came home and I like kind of turned my <laughs> Alexa down cause I didn't want her to judge me. Um, not that like I really I honestly really like the book. Um No, I I'd say I'm more of like a fantasy guy. So like I before I started reading this, um I've been cranking out like Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. So going through those books. Have you done Brandon Sanderson? Haven't done Brandon Sanderson. Um I heard his like first bit is like so many like hundred hours or something crazy <laughs> like that to finish the book. So Yeah. Uh, I just haven't haven't committed to it, but if, if everyone that you talk about Brandon Sanderson too says they love him, so I know. I just finished Dune with Matthew. That was bad. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, I don't want to say it was bad on the podcast. I I gave it like a three. Yeah, but it was not good. Like it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. Like it was just meh. And I finished Dune the week before I read this book. And so the entire time I was reading this book, I was just comparing it to Dune the whole time. And so in my mind, this book is amazing because it is 8,000 times better than Dune. (laughs) Yeah. And so I was like, oh man, this was a really good book. I actually really enjoyed it, but it threw me for a loop because I had no idea what it was about. And I read the, the like about thing on, um, on audible like have you read the, the the title description i haven't no it literally is like some guy wakes up in space doesn't know where he is and must figure out what his mission is and that's like the entire description so i was sitting there like oh it's gonna be like jason born in space like that's <laughs> what i expected and i knew that this guy had written the martian and so i was like it's gonna be like a sciencey jason born on a spaceship not. And man, was I thrown Definitely for not. <laughs> thrown for a loop about three chapters in. Um, yeah, it was it was strange for sure, but ultimately I really liked it. So did so you said you did you like the book? I really liked the book, honestly. Okay. Yeah. Um, there were times when I felt like I was kind of getting like there were there were parts of it that I feel like they did a really good job and then parts of it that I was like eh, I'd probably change that a little bit but overall I really liked the book 
um, there's a lot of like chemistry and stuff like that in the book. And I am not a chemist <laughs> and they did a really good job of like explaining the science behind everything, but not in a way that like made you bored. Yeah. Like I didn't feel like I was listening to a textbook or anything like that. And, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I, I really liked that. I liked how, I mean, I don't know how in depth we want to get of how, what happens in the book, but I think with this one, we can get in, in depth as we want. Okay. So I like how a majority of the book takes place in space. Um, but like it's, what was that movie with uh, Sandra Bullock? See, that's what the cover of the book looks that's like. That's what it was. I thought it was going to be Gravity. And I, was, and I was like, I hated that movie because I was like, it's just literally Sandra Bullock floating around in space. And like, <laughs> and uh, whereas I felt like this one did a much better job of like making making you inter- like interact with their environment, even though they're just in space. Yeah. What did you think of Astrophage? So Astrophage is like the, the crux of the story for those people that haven't read it. And it, I'm not giving away anything here because it's pretty early on in the whole book. But essentially what this book is actually about, I'll give a better description than Audible gives. There's like this like amoeba, the space amoeba, basically, the space organism that is covering stars. And because it covers the stars, less light gets out. And essentially, these this space organism is, is slowly growing and growing and growing and multiplying. And it's covering more and more of our sun. And so the Earth is going to start cooling down and it's going to kill humanity. And so they see one star that is not being affected in the galaxy and they send astronauts to that star to try to figure out why it's not being infected. Did you like the premise of astrophage? I did. I I, thought it was so clever. I thought it was really clever. Like, um, introducing like a foreign concept, but also something that's kind of like, I mean, Governments literally admitted there's aliens and stuff like that now. So um, a foreign concept, but also like I feel like they took the alien concept and didn't make it like tinfoil hats, weird sitting in your basement type stuff. It was like it started with like a small single cell organism, single cell organism that was throwing off kind of the whole. Yeah, that was just basic and just doing basic, you know, trying to multiply like basic biology. Yeah. And I also liked that. So like in the course of the book, they use this as a propellant, right? So they eventually like the thing that's destroying the earth, they end up in a weird kind of twisted way, ends up kind of saving the earth. Yeah. They use it to be able to send him and they use it basically um, the astrophage. They can like harness the energy from it and, make it like attracted to, I believe it's carbon, right? Or something like that. Yeah. And make it attract carbon. They can use that like for a whole new propulsion system. I thought that was super cool that like, yeah, it wasn't, this is like typical, like a plague type thing where they shut everything down. We discovered an alien thing, lock it down. It's like they adapt it and they use it to save the human race. Have you seen Dune? The I movie? Seen I haven't seen Dune. The movie? I've seen like the first 15 minutes of Dune four times. Really? Yeah. Well, you can't get into it? 
Because honestly, the movie is so much better than the book, in, my, heard, in my opinion. I've heard the movie's really good. I don't know what so it good. is. Um, because in the movie, there's spice, which is like their magical substance or whatever. And the entire time, one thing that I really appreciated about this book, Project Hail Mary, is that they like really, really like detailed described astrophage, like down to like it's, like you were saying, like it's, you know, biological components, it's molecular components, the way it works, you know, the way it reproduces, it's eventually, like it's goal in, I guess, like evolutionary biology perspective. And then I just kept comparing that to Dune and I was like, I don't even know what spice is. Like, this is so <laughs> stupid. I've seen two movies and read a book and I still couldn't even tell you what the main purpose of that freaking book is. Whereas in this book, it was so detailed. So like, and I feel like there's a lot of science fiction books that don't describe things very well. And this was one that I felt like I really could understand the, the threat of, yeah. you know, it wasn't like this vague threat, like you said, of just aliens coming down to earth and vaporizing humans, stuff like that. Um, did you like the main character? I did. Um, I, th I thought it was a little weird how they have like this. I, I like how they developed his story, but at the same time, part of it was a little weird to me. So the main character is a middle school teacher, right? So a middle school science teacher. Um, and it starts out with him pretty much teaching his middle school class. And so I thought that, uh, the, the, the way that they portray him, like he's like a normal human being. It's not like the books where you have this like stoic, I mean, Jason Bourne without like all the, the action stuff. Like he doesn't make any mistakes or anything like that. This guy would like the way that the author writes the book, he'd be doing something like, wait, no, that's not right. I can't do that. Or like hmm. stuff like that. And, or someone would say something and he'd object to them in like a really like human way. So I, I liked him, honestly. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. I You went to Eagle River, right? Mm -hmm. You remember high school? I just kept imagining Mr. Brinka. Like, that is literally <laughs> who I thought of the entire time because he was kind of a quirky dude and, like, everybody liked him. Yeah. And he was really, really smart. But I, under, I don't understand why he was teaching middle school math for how smart he was because, like, he was really smart. He was really smart, yeah. <laughs> How long do you think you would last in that situation? Like, oh man, I've oh, that's like like my number one thought whenever there's any of these like extreme situations. Like The Martian was similar to me for me with that, and like I don't know any of the apocalypse movies like World War C and things like that. I was I'm like, where do I think my strengths lie? And I think my strengths lie in easy situations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, he he wakes up and he's like in the room, and uh, he like almost instantly like gets out of the room pretty much after like yeah a pretty horrific experience of pulling tubes out of his body and stuff. That was honestly hilarious. That was oh, one of my dude. favorite parts of the whole book when he talks about the freaking rectal tube. <laughs> 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 oh, it was man. so funny. Um, yeah, I think I would last all of like two seconds on that ship. Yeah. I'm sure I would like press like the eject fuel pods button on accident or something like that. I'm pretty klutzy, but I, I would take a lot longer to get out of that first room. Mm -hmm. I, I think I would be okay up until the point where I had to do anything. 
<laughs> were there were any major decisions had to be <laughs> major made. decisions any like i can breathe the air that's in there i'm sure i could probably find some food i'm pretty good at that but do you know anybody that you think could do that because i i don't know i don't think i know anybody that smart that's my that's my one thing about like this book and the martian is like are there people really that smart I don't think there's anyone that that's like, <laughs> like, dude, he knew so much crap. He knew, like, he knew, like, microbiology, but at the same time, he knew physics. He knew, like, everything's astrophysics, like, just like astronaut, like, or and like alien physics. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, not to keep going back to him, but he was like the Jason Bourne of like being an astronaut in the way of like, yeah, he just had his set of skills for everything just yeah not jason Bourne skills but yeah no i uh my brother's pretty good my brother's kind of uh he's a engineer and he's kind of like a macgyver can just like make everything work um but i i don't know anyone that could survive to the level that he did yeah i think my dad's pretty handy but i also think there's no way that he could deal with any of that yeah <laughs> i know like i don't even know like i just don't know smart people i guess that's what i kept thinking throughout this whole book it's like man i just know a lot of i know people. a lot of simple folk <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's that's I, my I, kind i mean we grew up in alaska i mean that's i mean yeah there's a lot of people yeah a lot of simple people it's good but um did you expect another alien I didn't. And they introduced him pretty early on. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, that even that first encounter, I was just like, this is going to go bad. This is going to go bad. Um, and to their credit, like, you 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 know it's going to go bad in your mind. Like, that's every alien book ever. <laughs> it's yeah. like, they're going to probe you. Like, you're, <laughs> you're just toast. Um, and so, I think because they build like a good relationship with the alien. I was just like the whole time I was just like invested in it. Cause I was like, when is it going to go bad? Like <laughs> something's going to happen. Um, I would, did not see another alien coming. Uh, no, I thought it was going to be kind of, I mean, I thought he was going to pretty much do the same things he does with the other alien, like in the sense of like trying to figure out how to stop it and trying to get back home. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was pretty much going to be the premise of the book. Yeah. Yeah. The second alien threw me for like, so again, I, we're not giving away a whole lot. This is very early on in the book, but essentially, you know, they end up getting to the star and there's another race that is experiencing the exact same problem as them. And they meet up and try to solve the problem together. Threw me for a huge loop. If anything, that was the part of the book where I was like, I don't know if I like this. I thought the premise was so cool and I liked the whole amnesia aspect of it. And then the second that there was a giant like talking spider, like singing spider, like working with this guy, I was like, all right, this is a little weird. However, what I will say is that by the time you finish the book, like their friendship was so cool. Yeah. It was cool. Like that, like that kind of growth together with somebody that yeah i mean just a shared common oh, i don't know what that what that's called i'm having a brain fart 
bombed, I guess. Yeah. Shared common struggle, I guess, yeah. to, you know, being the... Embrace the suck. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was pretty cool for them together. Um, Did you like Rocky? Uh, Kind of the same thing. It yeah. was really he, weird. They said he was a spider and, like a part of the credibility that the book had in my head just like instantly went out the window. <laughs> and I was like, oh gosh. And uh, it got really sci-fi and, and really quick. In the audio book, he like, it just like plays like a bunch of notes. Like yeah, the way he talks. And it like caught me off guard. Like yeah. A ton. I, do you know what a carapace is? Cause that's like, they talk about that a lot when they describe him, you know, like he like his, oh like yeah, what everything is. Mm-hmm. I was Hoping that you knew what that was, because I'm like, I like honestly don't even know what to picture him as. Just like a, a weird structure. Yeah, uh, yeah. Know. And they said he had like a. I mean, at first I was kind of thinking like Shelob from Lord of the Rings, and then they kind of talk about how he's like a hard rock type creature, and so then I kind of like mixed a spider and like a golem up together Spider and a golem. let me see but all right kind of what i was expecting is it just like a spider yeah this is what they say he looks like something like that okay yeah that's kind of what i was expecting nice kind of disgusting looking that's pretty gross <laughs> <laughs> um if i managed somehow to fly the ship stop the ship get everything get out of that room see that spaceship catch the little thing that they throw across and connect our two spaceships together that's when i'd be done yeah. <laughs> like that, yeah, that, that is the moment I'd be like, F it. The world can die. Yeah, <laughs> like, yep. I, I'd, uh, I'd go over like, what's up, man? And like some wall of ammonia hit me in the face and I'm just toast. Yeah. Just like I wouldn't. <laughs> like there's no way I'd be working with that thing. No. I have. A, I do not like spiders. Oh, really? No. You're, you're just like. No. And the, like the entire time they were describing it, I was like, this is disgusting. Like no way would I work with this spider. Like it's so gross. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I could pull that one off. Once again, like I wouldn't ever make it to that spot where I was pulling that <laughs> off. But if I did, spiders don't bother me too much. I think um, I think they do a good way of like making uh, like a bridge between the people and the spider. Like they're both just like living organisms. Um and there are some similarities, but some stuff's different. And so it, the, the way that they have him like have a personality, mm-hmm. like I think that was cool to me because. Yeah. Kind of their like inside jokes by the end, you know, were, were pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like making fun of each other and like they're like being rude to each other and stuff like that. And so. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. But. um, Have you read any other science fiction books like this? Um, not or like any really. space books because I was trying to think the other day of like I haven't read any space books before I, Dune. I read that one book in uh in high school and I apologize, Mr. Richards, because I don't even remember the title of it. But um, it's like 
the Space Odyssey one where they find... Oh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. 2001 A Space Odyssey. I read that. That's apparently a classic. Was it any good? Um, I wasn't the greatest student in high school, and I don't even think I read the whole book, so... But... At least you started it. That's nice better than me. I didn't read a single book in high school. I think I <laughs> single book. I did not read a single book in high school. I spark noted every single book in high school. It was to the point where did you have Miss who was the honors English teacher for freshman year? I can't remember her name. Honors. I didn't take any honors classes. Oh, okay. Well, there was like the honors English teacher and my sister, Leanne, is one year older than me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So she was she was the grade older um, than me, and she loves to read. Loved it, loved it, loved it. So she was in the class right before me, and oh man, it's going to kill me that I can't remember her name. But whatever this teacher was, absolutely loved Leanne. She read all the time, and then she saw that I was going to be in her class the next year, and she got super excited. And then she thought... So then, you know, she gets to know me and knows that, finds out that I'm not a lot like my sister <laughs> as far as academics go. But I usually got pretty good grades in class because I kind of, like high school is kind of dumb. Like you can kind of yeah. just BS your way through yeah, it. You, you can, don't, you can you, game the system 100%. It is, it's a game more than anything. And I got really good at the game. So I did a lot of spark notes and things like that. And so parent teacher conferences come around and it's my freshman year of college or of high school. So obviously my mom's still invested in my education at that point. She's got, the rest of the year to be invested. Mm-hmm. And she goes to my parent teacher conference with the same teacher. And my, the first thing that the teacher says is like, how's Leanne doing? Like, Oh, I just miss Leanne. Leanne. And just keeps talking and talking about Leanne. And I think my sister ended up with like a, a B in that class or something. Like, I don't know. She mm-hmm. did all right. Yeah. May have been an A, but I know it was like a, a struggle for yeah. her. Like that class was hard for her. And she just keeps going off and off about Leanne. And then my mom's like, well, I'm actually here for Brandon. Like he's in your <laughs> class this year. And she's like, the first thing she says to my mom is like, well, I guess he's placed act. Like, I, I guess he's well placed in this class. Like, I guess he's all right. Like, she, He's all right. And my mom's like, really? Is he like struggling? And she, she like pulls it up and I had like a 99% her <laughs> class. And so my mom came home and told me that. And I ended up making a Goodreads account that night. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. And then I just put like all of the Dr. Seuss books in there and wrote reviews on all of the Dr. <laughs> Seuss books, like one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. I was like, really great. Enjoyed all the colors, you know, like yeah. all this kind of stuff. And then friended her on Goodreads. <laughs> and I was like, all right, like, I guess this is what I read. Nice. And that was the extent of my reading in high school. After that happened, I was basically like, well, I don't like English because my English teacher doesn't like me either. And then I don't think I read another book. I even had Mr. Richards and still never read. And he was like all about reading. Yeah. Did you take his sci-fi? You took like a sci-fi fantasy class? No, I took him like junior year for just like normal normal English. I took him for sci-fi fantasy. And like I'm not a super great reader. um, But what I can do is like when I read a book, I'm I'm good at like putting myself, like I can envision the surroundings and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so... um, sci-fi and fantasy for whatever it is like i can just like kind of put myself or like even just fantasy in general um or fiction in general i can put myself in this scenario Mm -hmm. so so where would this stack up then in your list of sci-fi fantasies 
Like, how much did you actually like the book? Like, you said you, you enjoyed it. And it was an enjoyable book. I definitely yeah. think it was an enjoyable book. Um, people who, like, recommend this book, like, are diehard about this book. Like, Josh was like, this book is amazing. I could not put it down. And then I was listening to, like, some other person talk about this book. And he was saying that it's, like, his favorite book, like, in the last, like, two or three years. And I was like, I don't know if it was, like, no. that good. But I did enjoy it. It was good. Um it was good enough that I would recommend it to someone. I don't think it was good enough that I would be like, this is the best book that you're going to read yeah. in the last few years. I'd probably give it like, I don't know, I guess six and a half, seven, somewhere in there. Okay. Like it was a good book. Um, the ending is kind of lame. You didn't like the I ending? Didn't li well, it's cool and lame at the same time. Yeah. So Josh, the entire time, because I finished it yesterday well like i was cutting it a little close yesterday <laughs> finishing on my drive down here and when i started the drive i had like two hours left and he's like so you haven't gotten to the ending yet he's like tell me what you think i was like did you like the ending he's like, i did but caleb didn't his brother so i was like all right and i ended up liking i liked the ending but apparently it's pretty polarizing and i didn't know that yeah yeah it's like the overall general ending, I didn't like the overall general ending. They had like a nice, the nice little touch at the end, and I was like, oh, that's kind of, kind of weird, but kind of cool. Little feel good moment yeah, at the end. Yeah, but. exactly. But uh, yeah, no, there. I mean, there's a lot of stuff throughout the book. So like, the one thing that I was thinking is, do you think that as a human race we could come together and be like, <laughs> so part. Yeah. Part of it is they build like this like coalition of people that are going to like save the world, right? They're going to use Astrophage to do the rocket and everything. But not just that, they're going to like purposely speed up climate change and global warming to create like a... Yeah, so that they can counteract the coldness of the Astrophage covering the sun. Yes. And... Basically, they give like this one lady and a few other people like power between all the governments to just do everything. And I don't know if we could do that. Like, just all the governments agreeing, like, hey, yeah, you have all of our resources, you have everything. I don't think that's realistic, but I was curious to see what, if you thought that was even possible. I don't know. I, I sit kind of halfway on the fence with that one because actually, just read, just reread, um, only Plane in the Sky, which yeah. I know you read. Yes. Loved that, Loved book. that book. Loved it. Um, recorded a podcast with Josh about it. And we were talking yesterday about like kind of the magnitude of events that need to occur in order to kind of bring people out of themselves for a greater cause. Because most people walk around every single day, you know, thinking me, 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 like my, my, mine, you know, they're so consumed with, and not necessarily always in a bad way, but like a lot of people live paycheck to paycheck and they have to think about me, me, me. You know, a lot of people like just don't, don't have the flexibility to be super generous. Mm -hmm. And so it, like it took an event like 9-11, for instance, to kind of kick all of the United States into like just this completely outward expression. And that was like completely, that was like very well demonstrated by those that gave their lives that day, but it was also around the entire country. Like everybody just became more generous and more concerned about other people than themselves because of that event. So that being said, you know, like, is there any other like 
bigger event than the extinction of mankind to like maybe kick the world in the pants enough to kind of bring them out of the me, me, me cycle. Yeah. I can see that. Um, I, I don't doubt that there would be enough people to volunteer to go on the mission. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely think there are enough of those type of people in this world that like, that wouldn't be the problem. Um, I'm speculative on the on the inter governmental in, intergovernmental uh, cooperation there. But. I kind of liked the uh, the main chick who's in charge. Who's got that funky accent? I don't know where she's from. Yeah. Neither. Um, I kind of liked her perspective on it, and I kind of think that she nailed it. Like whoever whoever the author was, Andy Weir or whatever, obviously thought thought about it. Because his perspective, or I think his perspective probably leaked through to her when she talked about how kind of the cooperation was a very momentary thing to get them into space and how that wouldn't be the hard part, but the hard part would be once like there is some, like some cooling of the planet and it kills some crops and then there are some countries that have food and some countries that don't have enough food. And then she's like, that's when things get bad, get bad. Yeah. And I think an event like world extinction probably could bring governments together, but I think it's a very short window. Like <laughs> yeah. I think like you, you got to start seeing results yeah, ASAP or yeah. else. And you got to like, like just like they did, you got to get people into space quick Yeah, and then hope that governments don't, destroy the world before those probes come back yeah you know because i mean eventually people are going to turn on each other like one singular event doesn't keep people nice forever I mean, obviously yeah i mean our years. countries you know yeah. only you know 20 years 22 years removed from 9-11 and i don't think we've i don't think we've been close since you know no, like people no. are super yeah. divided now so obviously it doesn't it's not it's not a lasting togetherness but i think you could probably my opinion, squeeze out a year or two of yeah. cohesive governments. Yeah, I agree with that. I, th I think that's that's doable. Um, Do you think any of our current politicians could make those decisions? <laughs> I always think about this. Anytime there's a doomsday thing, both on both sides, I just imagine them like charging Joe Biden enough to get him on stage, <laughs> and then I imagine Donald Trump being like, "This is not a problem." Joe Biden is an idiot. <laughs> yeah. The world is fine. He Go does back. Yeah, astrophage is great. Astrophage is great. Everyone is doing it. <laughs> Everyone is doing it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't. I don't trust uh, a lot of current people. But, but I mean, maybe some people would rise to the occasion. I You'd kind of so. hope so. Yeah. Yeah, I could. You'd hope that somebody would. I don't You'd know. Hope. You'd kind of hope somebody would rise to the occasion now, but I don't know. Nobody is. Yeah. Vivek. <laughs> the <vac. laughs> um yeah so that was one thing that i was like really thinking a lot about um and the other thing that i was thinking a lot about is like how did he not go crazy in space because they talk about how the singing spider the singing spider <laughs> keeps him obviously I, well, that, yeah. that is what keeps somebody sane yeah just kidding I was no. like, I don't know if I could, I mean, I guess he's got a pretty good mission to focus on. So he's like mm -hmm. committed to something. 
And if I had something that like I was working on every day, um, but he get he hits like a ton of setbacks, and I it'd be hard to like your power goes out in your ship and not just be like. He also has every video game ever created. On That's his true. Ship. That's like, another thing. They did bring up that explicitly as a point. You yeah, know, like, we gave him every video game ever created to just kill time. I was like, well. <laughs> Hopefully they stocked the fridge with Mountain Dew because it's going to take hard gaming. It's going to take some serious caffeine to beat all of them. (laughs) Oh man. The other thing that uh, I think for like my mind that was, is hard to wrap. um, uh, This is going to, I'm probably not even going to say it like the space time continuum. Is that, that the right thing? That was one thing I wanted to bring up. I don't get that. I don't get it either. I like, so isn't time 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 is time to me i was like well you set your alarm right it's gonna be the same thing i mean i get that gravity has effects on the body and stuff like that yeah i can comprehend that but and i kind of get the perceived light yeah that's true like because everything that you see is light reflecting right Mm -hmm. and so if you're moving faster than the speed of light then you are seeing things faster than like if you're going towards light faster then you're seeing things at a faster rate because the light, I mean, just relativity, like you're just seeing things faster. I think that's how that works. Yeah. To me, in my dumb brain, that is how that works. I yeah. get that you're seeing things. What I don't understand is the aging thing. Like in Interstellar, yeah. you know, where he like goes up in space. Like that's what I kept thinking. The I kept time. thinking that whole book was Interstellar. Was- yeah. And he's like, it's only been, it's been 30 something years and, back on earth and it's only been you know six years for me and i just kept thinking like isn't time time (laughs) like like the the alarm clock's a perfect example like if you were to set two alarm clocks like one on the spaceship and one on earth or something like that would they not both go off at the same time they would go off at the same time like you i would think because light doesn't have any effect on like the the mechanism of yeah, the cranks and stuff. Right? Yeah. That's that's what I thought. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe I need to go rewatch Interstellar and see if they I was so confused watching Interstellar. I actually didn't like Interstellar because I was so confused. That's watching how I it. feel. I feel like it's my least favorite Christopher Nolan movie because I don't understand it at all. Yeah. And that's probably my own fault for being a simple man. But Yeah. I need to go rewatch it, but I need to rewatch it in like chunks. So you get you watch the first half until he meets Matt Damon, and then yeah. you watch The Martian, and then you re-finish yeah. it. <laughs> so you figure out what Matt Damon's been doing on space this whole time. Wait, those two don't. No, okay, don't. I they was don't, like, they don't actually overlap, <laughs> but it's so they came out so close to each yeah. other. I was like, man, Matt Damon's on a lot of planets. He's <laughs> on a lot of planets. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah, I don't understand. That was one question I was going to have for you. I was really hoping that you could explain that to me. Yeah, you're talking to the wrong guy. This is a book that I feel like Rob would really like. Oh, and I yeah. recommend it to him. I texted him after and I was like, you should actually read this book. Because yeah. I think he is somebody that could wrap his mind yeah. he'd, he'd get it. around the whole thing. And I would be like, can you explain that to me? Like, <laughs> I'm five. And it's like, Michael Scott, can you explain it to me? Like, I'm three. Three. <laughs> so your mommy and daddy <laughs> give you money for a lemonade stand. <laughs> That's what I need. Yeah. Because, yeah, that that was probably, I think that was the science that I understood least. Honestly, everything else I felt like I, I kind of got. And I've taken some pretty 
I mean, I've taken a lot of really high level math classes. So the math was super cool, like angles and trajectories and vectors and things like that. I was like, wow, they're, they're doing pretty cool with all this kind of yeah. stuff. Cause that I've actually done a lot of, um, science. I mean, I made it to OCHEM, a one in college <laughs> and then checked out of science. So I have a little bit of a chemistry background. So I understand yeah. a little bit of it, but not a ton. And then I never took a biology class in, I mean, my last bi biology class that I took was with Miss Muhammad <laughs> at Eagle River same, High School. Same. So that was the extent of my biology. And for those of the, you who never took Miss Muhammad, never had the pleasure of taking biology from Miss Muhammad, my final as a freshman in high school from Miss Muhammad was to take two animals <laughs> and mate them and then talk about the evolutionary advantages of this two animal hybrid. So there, that was the extent of the assignment. And so me and my partner decided like, well, screw it. If we can go as crazy as we want, I think we made it a shark with a giraffe. Nice. <laughs> it was like nice. this land shark with like this Shraff. giant head that could just like snatch <laughs> gazelle because it had such a long head. And that was our that was the advantage of having a shark head on a giraffe. I feel, I feel like that's just an assignment you can't give to guys. Like, I'm, like <laughs> if you gave that assignment to my wife, like she might choose crazy animals, but then it'd be like a reasonable response. Mine's like <laughs> world domination or nothing. Like yeah. we we have an ape with like <laughs> like lobster arms. <laughs> lobster arms. Like yeah, yeah. There's nothing good's coming out of that. Yeah. So. That was the extent of my biology background, which I'm glad not, because not great going into this. I was like, oh, man, dude, like Brandon was like a chemistry major. I'm like, no. he's like he's on a whole nother plane. And I'm just like stuck in this spaceship plane with little beakers and stuff like that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I again, the math, I really I, I did understand a lot of the math. Um, none of the science. OK, but what I will say is I didn't feel lost. So that was one thing I was kind of worried is that like kind of in this book, because I knew that, that it was going to go really deep into the science just from the author, yeah. um, that you would kind of like, if you're dumb like me, you would feel more dumb reading this mm -hmm. book. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I never felt that reading this book. No. I don't know how he does that as an author, but I feel like that's got to be something special to be able to like bring people with no background knowledge into a very, very complex subject, not dumb it down at all and still make somebody feel like they understand with the like main character. Yeah, no. And that's kind of what I was saying at the beginning is like, I was tracking everything that was going down, like everything that was happening. I knew roughly what was happening now. Like I didn't know all the chemical reactions and stuff like that, but, um, I, I knew, like based off of what they were talking about, the way that he explains like all the experiments that they did on the astrophage to like even figure out that it could be a viable energy source, like all of that, the, he does it in such a way that you're like there with him creating the experiments and it's not like a bunch of numbers and stuff like that. It's like actual like physical proof and stuff like that. Yeah. So that was good. Um, I think that's like a special ability as a writer i couldn't do that i'd get so lost yeah like i would cross myself or like say something contradicting or anything like that like i don't know if he has a background in chemistry I was, but 
just about to say, he's got to have some sort of background because there's no way that you can write a book like this and get everything right. Yeah. From what I understood though, when he wrote, cause the Martian, I think was his first book. And when he wrote the Martian, I think he basically got people, and don't quote me on this, but this is what I've heard is that he basically went on Reddit and talked with like, like went to like Reddit engineering forums and like would post parts of his book for uh-huh. like actual engineers, like an actual like astrophysicist and like actual biologist to like go in and basically make sure that what he was writing was just like, like actually pl- like, like literal like, scientific process, like peer review and everything <laughs> exactly. like that. But just through Reddit. That's cool. Um, which you would, I mean, there's no way that, again, I just don't think there's any way that like one person, it would be really unfair if one person was so smart scientifically and then also could just write like, I mean, like like, he had better be really bad at football or like, like not be able to shoot a basketball to make me feel better because it's just not fair that one person has like all of that talent. I just think there's people out there that can do that and are like born attractive at the same time. (laughs) And it's like. Man, I'm bad no for a hundred. Yeah, serious. So John Weir, or no, his dad, John Weir, was a physicist at Sandia National Laboratories, and his mother was an electrical engineer. So already decently smart parents, I guess. Um, yeah. And then at the age of 15, he began working as a computer programmer for Sandia. At the age of 15. 15. Yeah. Okay. What, what, nice. were, what were you doing at 15? Come on, dude. <laughs> Sitting in Miss Muhammad's biology class at <laughs> 15. Yeah. I think at 15, I had a job picking up rocks in front of a dental office. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Moving rocks from one pile to the next in front of a dental office. That's where, that's about the extent of my mental capacities. Yep. So after high school, we were studied computer science at the University of California. He didn't graduate. And then he worked as a programmer for several software companies, including AOL, Palm, Mobile Iron, and Blizzard, where he worked on Warcraft 2. Nice. 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 That's cool. Well, I'm not sure how much computer programming he uses, but some of the Blizzard stuff, I'm sure that probably helps writing a book. Yeah. Hmm. That's dope. I'm trying to think. I'm just trying to see what if I could verify that whole Reddit thing. No, yeah, it just says that he basically took all of the science from his books and took it to like actual scientists to like verify everything. I don't know whether that was on Reddit or not, but nice. Yeah, you gotta be one smart cookie. Or you gotta watch a lot of YouTube videos. A lot of YouTube. <laughs> you can learn that. A lot. That in and of itself is like a special talent too. It's like to be able to like ingest stuff from YouTube. Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm good at like certain things, but like if it's like a really technical thing, I suck. Yeah, I like the YouTube tutorials where it's like click file. Yeah, <laughs> scroll down click to file. <laughs> scroll down, and they give you time to scroll down. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're just back and forth between tabs. Yeah. Like I'm following. Yeah. Yeah, those are my YouTube tutorials. I don't think I could follow a YouTube tutorial on what is it? Astrophysics? 
No, theory of relativity. Theory of relativity. That might yeah. actually be kind of fun to watch one. See if we can understand it. Let's see if there's one for really quick. And then we'll pause it and then come back and see if we can actually explain it. <laughs> see how dumb we are. I, it has to be like under five minutes though. Otherwise I get bored. Oh, dude, eight minutes here. We're going to pause okay. this real quick. And we're going to be right back after we watch this video. And I want to see if this book makes any more sense. Yeah, I think I'm more confused. I'm more confused now. We did figure out that it's not really related to gravity. Like gravity might have to do with the wear and tear in your body. It has more to do with the speed at which you're going through space, right? I don't know. The video is very nice. It had little cartoons in it. Einstein was walking around. He rode a train. train. And uh, that's about all I understood is that Einstein was on a train. He was on a train when he figured it out. <laughs> and I can't figure it out. Something to do with, yeah, at the end of the video, it talks about like time isn't standard. It like contracts and expands. And that's when I was like, you know what? This isn't for me. Yeah. I'm just gonna live my life at standard standard time standard time <laughs> yep <laughs> none of this space travel for me so that was one other question that I had and I always think this when I read any space books or watch any space movies do you have any interest in going to space no none I don't I'm terrified of space and actually this book was good because I felt like it broke down a little bit of those walls um it's kind of like that Titanic sub in, <laughs> in the sense of like one thing goes wrong and you're just dead. Yeah. Like, I mean, those people died instantly. Yeah. Same oh. thing in space. Like one thing goes wrong. Done. Like I spend a decent amount of time like on a boat in the ocean and the amount of times that I've been on a boat in the ocean and the motor didn't work was like, there's a decent amount of times. Yeah, but those boats in the ocean, like, are you talking about, like, the commercial fishing boats? Yeah, like, okay. Those well, are, like... Yeah, I know there's a difference between a multi-billion dollar spacecraft and a and an outboard, but... <laughs> like, with a, with a motor with from, a, like, the 60s. The 60s, and it's, like, held together, and you're, like, you're, like, cleaning the spark plug off with, like, spit in your shirt. Like, I know it's a little bit different, but at the same time, like, technology fails, and if technology fails when you're in space, like, you could literally just start tumbling and die so see if i can get that i don't know if you can hear that i mean i can i can hear it but i just don't know if you can hear it on the mic oh all right i think that's up just texting olivia if you can close the door but yeah i have absolutely zero desire to go to space like none of me wants to go to space for any reason Actually, I take that back. The only reason that space would be remotely cool would be zero Gs, kind of floating around. But I think they're getting pretty good at doing that here, yeah. even on, on Earth. solid ground. The the one thing that like recently that did peak, like oh, that's actually kind of cool, is actually the only planes in the sky. When they talk about the astronauts in the space station, like being in the space station when um, 9-11 happened and they could see like the smoke and stuff like that oh, yeah. and i think it'd be cool to kind of like have like a third person view of the world and just like how fast it like rotates and just that would be cool but the risk does not like yeah if, 
far outweighs the reward for me that I'm there are a lot. I mean, I kind of get that. I get like the kind of the exploration aspect of space and kind of, you know, seeing new things and yeah. having a unique perspective on things. But to be completely honest, there's so much here on this earth that I have not seen. <laughs> that like true. I could live out the rest of my days exploring this world and, and have nothing to do with outer space. Yep. I always think that's funny because I have a couple friends who I have like a cousin who's like, I would go to space in a heartbeat, like send me up there. And I was like, you've like lived in one state your whole life. Like, <laughs> dude, you could, you could drive you should, 15 hours. Go to Colorado. Like, <laughs> and like explore a whole other place. You know what I yep. mean? Like it's just, you don't need to go to space for a lot of people. Now there are some people where, you know, you see like you're a billionaire and you, you know, take yachts everywhere. You've been to every country. And yeah. You've done everything cool. And I get kind of that. What's the, the, the novelty of it? What's the next, the next yeah. level taking it up a notch. But like, I'd have to be a billionaire and have seen everything yeah. here before I am stepping one foot onto an aircraft or one foot onto anything going deep into the ocean. Yeah. Or if you're as smart as Grace is, like yeah. if you're smart enough to understand theory of relativity and stuff like that, then maybe, yeah, maybe the space is a little more interesting. <laughs> it's not as scary. Yeah. I'm just like trying to calculate like if I can like get my car to the gas station without running out of gas and stuff like that. Those are, that's Those more are, of my uh, trajectory and calculations <laughs> I'm going for here. Um, so at the end of the book, he gets to a point where he, so the mission that they're going on is a suicide mission, but he get he, does a little MacGyver and, and he gets he decides that he can actually go back to Earth and he has to decide whether he wants to be put into a coma or not. It's gonna take three years to get back to Earth. Would you be put in a coma? Like would you be eating coma sludge and being awake for three years? Yeah, I, I think I'd do it. Like it's like it's risky, but I mean you're gonna die either way. So it's like go in a coma and have a chance of living or just like straight up die. Uh, all the tubes and stuff like that going to my body. I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I'm strong enough to do that manually. To do that manually, uh, yeah. <laughs> Putting in a catheter on myself might be. Yeah, I might be uh, taking the heroin on, on, on the spacecraft. Um, no, I I think I could do that. I I'm. You would go to sleep over over staying awake, like if you had that choice. I don't think he had enough food, right? Because it it was like a thirteen year trip or whatever to get there. No, he did have enough food on the way back if he ate the sludge. Oh, that's right. He did have the sludge he could eat, but he'd have to just eat gray sludge. Eat for, gray sludge for three years, or he could go in a coma and they just you know yeah feed it to him while he's asleep. Uh, I don't know. It'd be hard to eat the same thing every single day. I think that would be the hardest part for me. Like I could think of enough stuff to do on a. Oh yeah, I don't know. I I might go crazy. You start, You're not talking to anybody. Yeah, for three years. I don't know. You just play through all the. <laughs> just play World of Warcraft for. I guess that's all my game. You can do that, but. Play like some one of these like really big complex games and sit down. He starts playing Halo and just starts <laughs> playing Halo. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, goes back and kills all the aliens. <laughs> uh, um, no, I, oh man, that actually is 
Like, I don't know what that's, I that's would do. That's deeper than I thought it was on the surface. Yeah, like, I don't know if you'd go crazy. Because, I mean, the nice thing about him up to that point was, I mean, he woke up and within a matter of days, he had a friend. You know, yeah. he had found this other alien and they worked on this whole project together and then they go off to their own home planets to save their planets. And he has to make this decision. Do I go to sleep and stay there for, you know, you know, risk, you know, not waking up and, you know, risk basically all of his calculations being off on getting home and being in the middle of nowhere? Or does he stay awake, make sure those trajectories are right and risk going insane? Yeah. And have to eat crap. I think the eating crap, I think, would be the hardest part. I think it'd be the hardest part, for sure. Like, uh... And there's only so much heroin you can take. There's they didn't, so much heroin. Like, there's, they didn't pack a whole lot. Yeah, that, that, uh... That part of the book really caught me by surprise. A lot... I really liked all of the main characters. So I, I really liked Grace. I really liked Rocky. Really liked the lady who's like in charge of everything. There were a lot of weird supporting casts. Yeah. Like the uh, the other astronauts, they have like a weird like. Dude, the two other biologists. Yeah, the two other like, biologists. We have a 15 minute break. Would you like to have intercourse in the closet? Yeah, like in the <laughs> middle of like a, the, the world is like being destroyed around you and. Yeah, that was really, really weird. Yeah, that made me uncomfortable. That made me more uncomfortable than anything else. Yeah, and that was just like unnecessary. It was like, yeah, I, I guess it was to kind of portray that how like just like weird, weird scientists just, are. Like, yeah, yeah. Maybe that was like a poke at his mom and his dad. Yeah. <laughs> like, you guys are weird. Yeah, but yeah, other than that, all of the characters I really, really did like. Yeah, I agree. I, I really like the, the Russian guy, like the Russian scientist. Yeah, I like the Russian scientist. I really liked the, was it the Canadian, the super weird engineering dude who made the probes? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like just had zero social skills. Yep. That was good. Um, so I know you said that you would rate it a, what do you say, a six and a half? Seven? Six and a half. But I usually, so I ask all the guests to rate things on two scales, zero to five, for importance. It's like, is this book important to read? And then fun. Was this book fun to read? Zero to five. What would you give this book? Um, that's, those are good scales. I think for importance, I'd probably do a three. Um, like, it's not pressing. You don't need to drop anything to read this book. It's, I don't think it's the greatest book ever. However, for like fun to read, I really did get a lot of enjoyment from the book. And so I, I think I'd probably go like a four and fun to read. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, the old, like the overall way that they took the plot, I would have changed it a little bit. And because of that, I don't think it's super important. However, like the character development in the book is super, super good. And because of that, it's really fun to read. Yeah. I think I'd also give it a three in importance. The reason why I think I'd give it a three in importance is because I think if we look back in 10, 15 years that this book, this book and probably The Martian are both going to be on like science fiction classics of all time. You know, like I think these are going to stack up against a lot of books yeah. in history as like staple classics for science fiction just because it's very science in the fiction you know what i mean like a lot of books almost are too fiction with a little bit of science 
And I think this book is the opposite. And so I feel like it balances out the genre really well. Um, to my limited knowledge, again, I don't read a whole lot of science fiction, but I have read a couple now. And this book is very science in it, yeah. which I think is going to end up being like an all-time classic. So I would, I'd give it a three. And then honestly, I think I'd give it a five for enjoyment. I th- Outside of the curveball being thrown with Rocky coming in, and I was like, this is really weird. Once yeah. I got over that, this book was super enjoyable. Like the last two hours of the book, I was glued. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I was like, holy cow, this is getting really good. Once like the astrophage start getting everywhere and infecting everything and, or not the astrophage, the, uh, oh, uh, Talmiba. Yeah. The Talmiba start getting everything. 82. Yeah, start getting all over the place. That's when I was like, holy cow. Like, I don't want to set this down. So I, w- I would give it a five for sure, I think. It was really good. I'd recommend it. Um, yeah, I think that's everything. Any other questions you got? No, I think that was it for me. I uh, appreciate you making me read the book. Honestly, I didn't, I'd never even heard of it, like, yeah. not even once, which is crazy because it was a good book. And... Uh, yeah, I'm stoked. Well, now that I know that you read three to four books a month, we're going to have to do this again next time <laughs> yeah, I'm down I'm in Utah or something because it was fun. And you're one of the few people that I know that actually read. Like, I have to, like, drag Adam. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like he's always like, what book do you want me to read now? He goes through spurts. Like, sometimes he reads a lot of books, and then sometimes it's like, nah, I'm not reading anything. Yeah. I think we have, like, really similar tastes in books in some ways, and then in some ways we don't. Like, I read The Kite Runner. Yeah. Did you not like that? I was. Don't say that. I thought it was like a really good story. It was also like really weird for me too. So really, yeah. But I, yeah, I loved the Kite Runner. It's it's a heavy book. It is a heavy. It's a book. heavy heavy book. But no, oh. I I shouldn't say I didn't like it. I just I heard that you really really liked it. And yeah. I I wouldn't throw it up there in like top ten, but it was it was worth the read for sure. Really? That was one of my favorite books, I think. That was the first, that was the book that got me into reading. So, like, reading again was The Kite Runner. Yeah. And then after I read The Kite Runner, then I read the Jack Carr books. Those were the next ones that got me into it. And then To Kill a Mockingbird. And then from there, I've been trying and trying to read more because, frankly, there's nothing on TV. You can only rewatch The Office so many times a year. Yeah. The Office, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. (laughs) <laughs> and then you're pretty much just toast. Yeah. And you just restart then, the then you office. You got to read a book. Yeah. Restart the office. So, um, and I think I'm already up to like watching the office twice a year. So I gotta, yeah, gotta mix something else. bad. Yeah. You need gotta to mix you something need to else. Start in. cranking out more books. Yeah. Gotta do something with my life. So yeah, we'll pick another book. I guess not the kite runner esque book, but we'll pick something else. That'll be good. Okay. Maybe next time I'll let you pick the book. Okay, I'll find something. Find something. We'll do another one next time we're down in Utah. Because I think we're coming down here in a little bit. Sweet. The janky setup. It's better than my setup, so. Yeah. My office looks so cool. You have, like, panels and everything? Yeah. I, I should probably... I, don't even, I haven't even listened to one of your podcasts before. You should so. listen to... I mean, you should listen to the one with Adam. I mean, that one, I'm yeah. sure. Because it's all commercial fishing stories, so I'm sure you can oh, kick out yeah. of it. Because, I mean, you were... I think... You were there for the Maya one. Yeah. Yeah. I've been I've been there for some of those <laughs> yeah, some of those so, stories. So I think you'd get a kick out of that one. But yeah, it's a pretty cool setup, I think. So this one's kind of janky, but 
Hey, it works. But yeah. if anybody's still listening to this point, make sure you go like, comment, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please leave us a five-star review. It really helps. And we're growing slowly and surely. But anybody who wants to read a book with me, um, I'll even let you pick out the book. I might veto it, but I'll let you try to pick <laughs> out a book. And if you don't know of any books, then I've got a list of about 80 books that I'm trying to read. So uh, let me know if you want to be on the podcast. Otherwise, we'll, uh, we'll let you go. Sweet. Thanks.